Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This game is a is a coin flip. Like this game is a coin flip. Hello and welcome to the second to last tie and tie of the high school baseball season. I'm not sure. We'll, I, we'll get one more after the season for sure. Yeah, uh, think, yeah, we'll have one probably Monday after the championships. You got it right. Yeah. Um, I'm Scott Erickson. We are joined as always by Pete Blaga. Pete, we're almost there, man. We are. We are almost there. This was a Yesterday, Wednesday felt like a Saturday. I'm telling you, ten o'clock. I, mean, I was. Game. You were there at ten o'clock. Yeah. I mean, it was great. I mean, look, the weather kind of stunk. Um, the last two. Did it days. rain yesterday where you were? Uh, not, not until I left. When I walked out of Muzzy, there was a huge thunderbolt when Sean McFarland and I were walking out, and we were like, "Ooh, <laughs> got out of the Did right it time." Rain at Palmer on Tuesday. Tuesday it. There was a steady drizzle from like the sixth inning of the hand Avon game yeah. all the way through the second game between Berlin and Lyman Hall. I would have taken that. I mean, they, we got totally washed out in the second inning of the double L's uh, in Stanford. Uh, came back yesterday. There was another threat of rain, but it didn't rain. So we got yeah. through it. And- we got through it. And the thing is, like, I was sitting at Palmer Field on Tuesday with Sean McFarlane and Paul Ojiri, who was covering the game for us. And they had already announced the double L and the L championship times. Now, Berlin usually do, yeah. Yeah, well, Berlin and Hand both had graduation on Friday night, so they couldn't play Friday night. And the L team has played on the L championship has been on Friday night the last couple of years, so they got moved. The double L game is always at noon on Saturday, so then it was where is Class M going to go? Where are we going to put Frankie Mazzucato and the Eagles? And everyone's like, oh, it's got to be Friday night. But once Tuesday got postponed, the CIAC could not ask a team to play on Wednesday and then come back on Friday. No. Therefore, now the Class S championship between St. Paul and Coggenshaw gets top billing on Friday night. And that, I mean, that's a great game. That's cool. It's cool, though. Yeah. So that was. And it is a great, it is a great game with some really good. So much talent in that game. But the crazy thing is, is that it actually worked. It actually worked out, right? Everyone wants to criticize and say, how could they force teams to play in this weather? Think about it. We got the S semis in and we got the L semis in on Tuesday. A nightmare situation is the first game gets played and then the second game does it. Now the teams are on different footing, right? So all teams playing in the championship have the same amount of days in between games have the same yep. amount of restrictions between their pitchers for days. That's the important part. And I think some people kind of forgot about that. Like if hand Avon got in and then Berlin Lyman Hall had a comeback on Wednesday, now hand has an extra day of rest for their pitchers and Berlin doesn't. That's, that's where it's not fair. That's the worst case scenario. Yeah. For sure. So um, it, it worked out. Like it I, all worked out. It all worked out. Like I was amazed it was so weird because, like, when you looked at the radar, it was like, okay, everyone's getting washed out here, like, not just down in Stanford. 
And then it's like, all right, Stanford and Muzzy, which are far apart, got rained out. But everything in the middle was okay. And Berlin was okay. Oh, Berlin started early, too, and had a huge rain delay. I mean, that St. Paul game was delayed for a while, I think, right? Yeah. I So it started at 1. I left in the third inning to go to Palmer. It was 4 nothing St. Paul. When I get to Palmer, I saw a tweet saying, the St. Paul Immaculate game is in a thunder lightning delay. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Um, and then it was crazy. The hand game, which started two and a half hours later, had lapped that game in yeah. terms of innings. But then that game ended because the hand Avon game went to 10. Right. <laughs> so uh, look, we saw some really good baseball the last couple of days. Um, last night, you know, the games were a little sloppy in double L, but excited. I mean, that, especially that second game, you know, seven, five, uh, between Greenwich and Norwalk. Yeah, that so, was really exciting. So let's, so let's start at double L. Tell give me the experience. Give me the Cubetta, Cubetta so I would experience. Say the give it the to first me. night is obviously there's weather. So, <laughs> I, you know, people are coming in for the 3.30 game after they get out of school. And there was a decent number of people there for 3.30. But we only got to like 4.15, 4.30, and it started pouring. And, and, and there was lightning first. They called everyone off the field in the second inning. It starts raining, and they're thinking, oh, we can get back on the field. It's slowing down. And then there just keeps being more lightning and more lightning. And eventually they said, forget it. Come back tomorrow. So we come back yesterday um, for the first game there, the, the West Hill-McMahon game. Uh, West Hill brought a pretty good-sized student section. McMahon didn't have anybody for some reason. Don't know why. They had parents and stuff there. The night game was great, like – Greenwich brought a ton of kids. Um, Norwalk brought a ton of kids. And then there was just like people everywhere. And like all FCAC people, all different sports. Like I took a walk around. The old the guard of the FCAC? Oh, everybody was there. Our old, young. <laughs> I took a walk around the outside of the uh, outfield fence just to like take a picture from the other angle to show the crowd and stuff. And then I, when I came back, I had to walk through everyone to get back. And I, I just kept getting stopped by ADs and coaches and you know, basketball coaches and, you know, there was a lot of people there to, to watch the game. And That's it awesome. kind of felt like, uh, you know, old Cubetta, like it, it wasn't, it's not packed to the end, but that's, that's yeah. like 3000 people. So, yeah. but the, the student sections were full and there was a lot of extra people there. So it was really great atmosphere. Uh, good game. Um, that's, you know, it's really all you can ask for. And, yeah. and then and you get, and you get a great story with Norwalk, which hasn't won a state title ever. Ryan Mitchell. Ryan Mitchell. You got Pete Tucci coming up to him after the game, like after the team huddle and everything, and just hugging him. They're both not in tears, but pretty emotional. And Pete's just saying, thank you for keeping this going. Thank you. Like, it means so much to Tucci that they get this chance to do this. Mitchell grew up in Norwalk. He said after after the game, he goes, I've bled green since I knew what green was. Like... It means something to these people. Um, and they get to play West Hill now. Uh, I mean, I, nobody picked that. Nobody picked that. Nobody picked that. Dude, we got, we got Ryan Mitchell, who was on this show. And I've known Ryan for a very long time since I was at the hour. And Mike Ravels, I think that's how he pronounced his last name. I'm sorry, coach. Love you. But my, if I mispronounce it, my bad. Those are two all-time guys like we did the story with west hill donating gloves uh in the winter that yeah, was like, christmas that was last like, year yeah yeah that was like one of our first in-person like interviews we had done in like over a year 
Yeah. Um, and like that group of guys is now playing in the state finals. Like, yeah, all those that kids is, that were sitting there that day were yeah, uh, those freezing, were all handing out gloves to kids <laughs> at uh, at the Boys and Girls Club, right? In Stanford. Yeah, the Boys and Girls Club in Stanford. Boys and Girls Club out there freezing, handing out gloves. They're playing in a championship. Like, I, you know, we don't pick favorites. We don't root. We do our picks and we, we like to have fun. But, you know, those are two really good coaches, good guys, and two really fun teams that, I mean, it's and awesome. just teams that have a ton of fun. And you remember, like Ravella said early in the season, he goes, we played Norwalk, and I saw how much fun Norwalk was having and how they were, like, celebrating everything. And he goes, I want to do that. And that's when they started having the savage of the game and yeah. handing out the Randy Macho Man Savage doll and the Randy Macho Man Savage glasses. And everything sort of changed for West Hill after that. They, they won a ton of games after that yep. and sort of found themselves as a team. And let me tell you something. I, I know now it would probably be 2-1, but these two teams can slug. Like if, if it's like 14-12. Yeah, way 14, to change it. It's going to be a one nothing game now. <laughs> but if it's 14-12, no one's going to be surprised. Like these two teams hit the ball as well as anyone I've seen this year. West Hill – crushed the ball in their semifinal game against the command crushed the ball like well, balls were flying all over the place i will tell you the last time a double l championship game had more than had 10 or more runs combined was 2014 yeah it doesn't happen much because you usually get a really good pitcher in there and i'm sure both teams will have a good pitcher going but they both just hit the ball so so well again you never know what's gonna happen in a championship kids get tight kids get nervous um I was texting with, with – go ahead. You want another fun fact? The yeah. last double L championship to feature a team that scored 10 runs on their own was West Hill in 2008. Wow, there you go. That is a great stat, Pete. Yeah. Oh, they won 12-1 over Massick. That was the year I graduated high school. Um, for everyone out there. The double L game is usually the low-scoring one. And, uh, but we know that they got guys. They got dudes who can go out there and throw great. Obviously, Alistair. Um, Lauren, yeah, he pitched last yeah, night. For Norwalk. I mean, he's a stud. These guys, I don't know how many pitches he has. Again, I wasn't there. But, you know, I when you get to the championship, with, it's all yeah. hands on deck. I would think they'd start with Ed Bardson, who, who pitched against Nick Hanen. Um, in this tournament, we'll see what West Hill does because uh, they use a couple of kids. But, yeah, it's all hands on deck and you just go. And I, I mean, this game is I, all these finals are kind of are a toss up. Uh, I think, oh you know, that one of them is a little more clear cut, but this one really no, no idea who's going to win this game. This is the one that I'm looking forward to the most, to be honest with you, because, and we'll get to the other three. We kind of assumed and predicted right the other three, at least the at least parts of them, yeah. favorites yeah. in those. Um, this one, we had nothing. Right. We I am so excited for this game on, on Saturday. Both coaches are all time um, good guys. They 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 love to connect and put their stuff out there and have fun. And like, I think it's going to be such an exciting game. I really hope. And there was already someone commenting on Instagram. That like, really, they can't play this game in Darianne. I'm like, all right, uh, uh, the game's a Palmer. Right. So I, let's let's make that place wild. Like, let's get a lot of people there. 
The Norwalk fans are passionate. The West Hill fans are passionate. Let me get people dressed up like Randy Savage in the West Hill um, stands. And it's Saturday at noon. You can get there. Yeah, let me get some karate kid stuff on the West Hill side. I don't know what they got going on in Norwalk, but let's get something going on over there. Like the Bear the bear Pack, I believe they were called. Bear when pack. I was there. It's the Bear Pack and then the uh, the Purple Pack. So. The Purple Pack. Like, let's pack out the packs, right? Let's I pack think out the packs. Team, this I think game, they'll show up. These teams travel well, and yeah. they've showed up for big games before. This game is a is a coin flip. Like, this game is a coin flip. This game, like, when you look back at past, you know, championships, like Staples-Southington, I think we all thought Staples was going to win that game. Uh, and it was a great game. It was 3 nothing. I don't think Staples had a – I think they scored on a sack bunt, a fielder's choice, a sack fly. Um, the year before, it was Cheshire-Ridgefield, one nothing. I think a lot of us – and Richfield had a great season, but I think a lot of us thought Cheshire was going to win that game because of who they beat to get there. Um, the year before was Staples Amity. Like, this is a toss-up. This game is going to be a one-run come down to who makes the least amount of mistakes. And, I mean, we're not going to do picks to the end, but I have the next, like, 20 minutes to figure out who I'm picking in that game because <laughs> I don't know. So last night, I'm already hearing stuff like from the guys that were up in the press box, not not media members. They were like doing the scoreboard. And they're like, why can't they play this at Palmer? And why can't they play it at Cubetta? It should be here. And I was like, no. I was like, going to Palmer Field is special. Going, They have all four finals in the same place. It's just like Mohegan Sun. It's a destination for these kids. And if you haven't been to Palmer Field, then you don't know how special it is. And it's a unique place to play. And it is absolutely where they should have the state final. There's no question about it. Um, I love Palmer Field. You obviously love Palmer Field. So I was texting with Mike Ravellis this morning, and he said, I said, have you ever been to Palmer? He goes, never. He grew up in New York. He didn't know what Middletown, Connecticut was. Literally never been to the place. And I was like, you are going to love it. Like, you're just going to love playing there. Yeah, it's it's an all-time place. I'm excited for it. Speaking of Palmer Field, let's move to the L bracket um that's where the semifinals were for l unbelievable first game between hand and avon two to one in 10 innings i travis lapointe said it and i think i want to reiterate it because i think it's great he said that's the greatest baseball game he has ever been a part of now travis played at west haven he played at quinnipiac when it was quinnipiac college Right. Um, he has played high level baseball and he said it was the best game he had ever been a part of 10 innings. And these extra innings weren't like mow down one, two, three. They were exciting. You were on the edge of your seat. They had guys on base, you know, they had chances, you know, hand had more chances to win that game than not. Avon played awesome. We said it on this show. We didn't know what we were, what, we didn't know a lot about Avon. And let me tell you this, this team fights, they claw, they're gritty, they grind. They are all time. And it was such a, I keep saying all time. Cause I just get so excited this time of year. <laughs> That's your buzzword for today. But, yeah. It's my buzzword. <laughs> like hand had the bases loaded and you know, the, the Avon pitcher, Alex Grant came in in the seventh. He went, he was great. He pitched out of jams you know, he's a lefty, but he's pumping it. You know, he's getting out of bases loaded jam. But the kitten, look, Jack Perot had the game-winning hit. Anthony DePino had two doubles in extra innings. He was in position to win the game twice for hand. 
absolute mashing shots. Jack Perot got the game-winning hit. The player of the game, and it was in my story, and I want to give this kid a shout-out, James Arita. He's a lefty senior. Last time he pitched was senior day. All right, didn't get a lot of big time innings in the regular season. And we see this in the postseason all the time, but usually it goes the other way, right? Usually it doesn't work out. This kid comes in in the eighth inning and he's warming up. His curveball is just up, up, up. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, uh oh, like, okay, Avon's got the top of the lineup coming up. I'm like, okay, like, let's see, you know, what he does. First kid, double. Okay. Next kid, walks. Pretty sure the kid got to third. Uh, first and second or first and third, whatever it was. No outs. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, here we go. Strikes out a kid. I'm like, okay. Working it. He gets pumped. He's like, yeah. Next pitch, drills the kid. Base is loaded. <laughs> then he strikes out the next two. And then from then on, one, two, three, one, two, three, and put him in a chance to win the game. And this is a kid. His post-game interview, if you haven't seen it, go see it on my Twitter account. He he right. said it, but you could hear it in his voice that he left everything out there. And he said, he goes, this is probably the last outing of my career. He goes, They know it. They, the kids that aren't going to play in college, this is really yeah. – And he goes, it. I left it all out there. And I will tell you this, and I want to give this kid a shout-out. Eli Davies from Hand. Okay. He was the goalie on the hand soccer team and he, he didn't have the best game, right? He had chances in extras. If I'm correct, I think he went 0 for four in the game. Um, he comes up to me after the game and I'm doing my interviews and he pulls me aside and I've known Eli for a couple of years. And he goes, Pete is like, you know, you really need to interview James. He goes, he, this is his moment. He really deserves it. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I was like, for a kid who didn't have the best game to come out, look out for his teammate and say, he deserves all the spotlight and all the credibility right now. We're not going to the finals without him. I thought yeah. that was so cool. And for I a high school that. kid yeah. to step up and do that, I thought the world of that. And if he didn't say anything because he was upset that he had a bad game or not a game that he thought he should have, like no one, no one's going to bat an eye at that. But he stepped up and he said, this is the kid. This is the guy that, that won us the game. It helps when you win. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But it, was just, <laughs> it was such a, it was such a mature moment. Yeah. I love I, that stuff. I, I was like, stuff. this is, this kid is great. And you know, shout the out. Kids to always, guys. always surprise me. The kids always surprise they me always stuff do. like that. Like they're way more mature than you think they are yeah. way more savvy than you think they are. But that was a great game. And then Berlin is Berlin. Big scored seven against Lyman hall in the second. And that was really all they needed. They're good. They could hit. They're good. They're just a solid baseball team. Yeah. I mean, that's why I picked them. Like, guys, they're really good. <laughs> they have two guys, uh, Justin Piskowski and Nick Melville, who started on the, the 2019 team as sophomores. They're back. They're excited. I will say the Berlin parents were not happy with me because I picked them to win the semifinal. Oh, they're giving you a hard time. Uh, they were giving me a hard time after the game. They're like, why do you pick us? Uh, but uh, it worked out. So, you know, Berlin's going to the finals. It's going to be a good game. You know, hands going to have to hit to win this game. That's a great, it's a great, it's a great capper to the weekend. Yeah. Uh, that game is going to be the seven o'clock game and, at Palmer Field I, on Saturday. And I, I, I said it to the coaches, to the kids on both teams. I was like, you know, the Friday night, for me personally, the Friday night and the Saturday nights are the best. Now by Saturday night, I'm exhausted. And I right. really just want to go home at that point. But like when you win those games, 
you're not rushed off the field. Nope, you get to hang and you get to you hang, get to and hang and celebrate. Yeah, you get to hang and celebrate. But when you play the twelve or the three thirty, they're rushing you off the field because there's another game to be played. Yes, those are the special games because you get to hang. Remember Waterford two years ago? That game finished in an hour and like ten minutes. The sun was still setting. I have one of the most beautiful pictures I've ever taken from the from the Waterford celebration. Like, yeah, that that was amazing. And when the Friday night games like quick like that, and yeah. you're out of there. They fast. were we by the time we wrote, we did photos, we did video, we posted everything online, we posted it on social media. Waterford was still out there celebrating. Um, so those are the cool games. Yeah. Uh, then we go to the M, the M bracket. I was at both M semifinals, the benefit of the rain. I was able to go to. Yeah, you saw a lot. I saw five semifinal games. I was like, Pete's already seen it. By the time like the West Hill game was going again, I was like, Pete's already been at four games. And I'm still five. in my first. Five. five. That's right. You went to St. Paul. That's right. I thought about going down to Stanford too. But then I. Just a pop in. <laughs> yeah. But then like the thunder hit. And I was like, do I really want to drive in this? And I was like, let, let me just go home. The Islanders were on. Shout out to the Islanders. Bye-bye, Boston. Um, but. First game, Northwestern beats Woodland. That was a great game. It was real close to, you know, Northwestern's not technically in the Valley, but they're up Route 8, Woodland. They're, they're, they're the Berkshires. They're the yeah. Berkshires. But, like, you know, it's, they're a, in the Hill, the Hills. it's a nice Route yeah. 8 matchup. And uh, it was a really good game. You know, Northwestern fights, made some huge, huge defensive plays in that game. Woodland had a chance to score. They got a guy – in a pickle between second and third, Bubba Reisdorf chases him down from third base and tags him as he's about to slide home. It was crazy. Uh, and then the other game, East Catholic Waterford, which I thought might have been the best semifinal matchup on paper. Um, TJ win, you know, with the rain, everyone's like, is, is Coach Fiore going to start Frankie Mazzucato? And that's all the rumblings we're all asking. I saw an East Catholic assistant coach at the first game scouting. I'm like, off the record, like, who's pitching? And he's like, no, nah, not telling you. Um, but TJ Wynn gets the ball. And TJ Wynn has been solid. We've talked about him on this show. But, and I've said this, rightfully so, Frankie gets everything he deserves. Every interview, every story. He is probably one of the best high school players I've ever seen in my nine years of doing this. And I'm sure guys who have been here longer will agree that he's one of the best players they've ever seen. Yeah, well, I, 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 he's one of the best players that people keep asking me, like, how good is he? And I was like, he is legitimately one of the best players we've ever covered. Yeah. And everyone says it. Like, what, it's what not, I what I say to them it's is not too much hype. Think about how good he is, what you think, and then double that and then probably double it again. Yeah. Um, TJ Wynn gets the ball, five innings, pitches so well, four hits, two runs. Uh, he hit a guy. That was really it. And then Frankie comes in, strikes out the first three guys in the sixth, walked two guys, struck out two more in the seventh. It was just dominant and was just like came in, pumped it. Uh, and I love when we have finals matchups where there's a team with no losses, team with one loss. Like, it's awesome. And for so, Frankie, I mean, it's no yeah. secret who's starting on Saturday for East Catholic. It's going to be a must-watch game, and I've had people reach out and say, "When's he pitching? When's he? He's pitching tomorrow. He's pitching on Saturday." I can Saturday. say that with yeah. the most confidence in the world. Go to that game. Go watch him if you want to see him pitch before he goes and plays minor league baseball, and before he gets drafted. Go see him at Palmer Field Saturday, three thirty. He's worth the price of admission. He's worth 
the price of gas to drive wherever you live. Go and, and here's it. here's the thing about Northwestern. Northwestern has a massive opportunity here. Like they got nothing to lose. They're facing the best pitcher that we've seen in the state in years. They're facing an undefeated number one team. They can go into that game loosey-goosey and see what happens and see where the chips fall, and it's a baseball game. It's a baseball game. And they have a chance to shock everybody. Everyone's going to be watching that game. Everyone wants to come see Frankie pitch. I think that game's going to be packed with people, packed. And Northwestern has a huge opportunity to, like, do something amazing, you know? They great moments great world. moments are born from great opportunity and that's what they have tonight <laughs> it's it, if they win it would be one of those moments um it but, is it's a, i mean it, it look they have one loss but i think we would agree that they're a huge underdog in this game understanding that frankie's yeah, pitching like absolutely they're look yeah. east catholic's the number one team in the state i don't think northwestern has gotten many votes in the poll this year now the poll doesn't isn't the end all be all um, by any stretch, but you know, Northwestern from the Berkshire league, we thought they might run into some trouble in the tournament. They have not, they've played awesome. They've allowed six runs in three games. Um, yep. the thing is East Catholic can hit and they've been hitting Alex Azaria is probably one of the best players in the state that doesn't get talked about enough. I mean, I, we talk about him cause we think he's fantastic. He's awesome in the middle of the order. Hank Penders had three hits last night at the six hole. Um, Ryan Shaw is just a gritty guy at second base for them. He can hit Trevor Juan triple. He had a home run on Saturday in the quarterfinals. They have guys up and down that lineup that can hit Chris Connolly batting ninth, I think has like three RBIs in the last two games. Um, you know, they can hit, so it's going to be really interesting. But like you said, Northwestern's coming in with nothing to lose. They can come in Lucy. They can come in, you know, and see what happens. And that's dangerous. That makes you a dangerous team. But I will dangerous. say, I mean, because it doesn't take much in baseball. I mean, no. like, but I will say, after the Northwestern Woodland game, I was on the field getting lineups and I was walking towards the Waterford dugout where Northwestern was and they were watching Frankie Long Toss. Yeah. And he was like the warning track in center field. And Hank Penders, who he was throwing with, was on the right field line. And yeah. he long tossed and hit him right in the chest. And the kids were like, oh. oh, we hit him in the chest. And like, you could like look at their faces like, oh. <laughs> what, what happened to the umpire? Oh. <laughs> so the umpire, all time tough guy move. Like, I mean, good for him. Uh, he was the uh, Northwestern pitcher. Uh, Hamill was warming up. And he just, one was a little high. And the ump was behind home plate. His mask was off, and it just hit him in the head. Uh, he went down. He got up. He was fine. He did the rest of the game. And uh, it was kind of a funny move after the umpires at, from the first game asked the fielding crew at Muzzy to, like, outline where he fell. Oh, I love that. The chalk outline. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny um, because the umps asked him to do it. Therefore, it was – like, I thought it was funny. Um, the guy was fine. You know, it was just – it was a little scary for a little bit. Um, of course. Yeah. It was like you could hear, you heard it. Like I was up the first baseline and you could like, I was like a hundred feet away and you could hear it. That's not good. Yeah. But he was, that, okay. that could have been a, a dangerous situation. Yeah. Sure. But he, he was all right. And uh, so that was good. Um, okay. Good. 
Yeah. I, I wanted to make sure I saw your tweet. So I yes. sure he, was, he was, he did the rest of the game. It was, it was good for him. It was uh, me. I would have been like, my gear's off. I'm going home. Take me. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> All right. Let's move to class S. Um, I think this is the championship that we both saw coming. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I didn't pick Cogham Tiger in the beginning of the tournament. I picked Holy Cross, but um, once you realize that Kagenchag was really on a mission here and what they've done in this tournament is outrageous. 13 to two, six, nothing, 17 to three, 12, nothing. That's domination. My friends, they and are that- not only representing Kagenchag, they are representing every public school in class S right now. They certainly are. And they seem to have that mission right now. They, and you know what? They're really good. They're they really good. They are really good. Um, we should have been paying more attention to them this year. I mean, I, well, I mean, again, it's hard, but yeah, they. We, uh, well, we always knew about Colby. We always knew about Pascal. We knew about Colby. We knew about Pascal. Yeah, but, but there are other guys on that team. You know, we mentioned Alec more than once. But the thing is, they're both going to be fully rested for Friday. Yeah, they're ready Colby, to go. Colby threw five innings, but he didn't go over seventy-five pitchers. Yep, he's. They're at full rest, and we're going to see. You know, Alex Mock and Kobe Pascarelli versus Ryan Daniels, Mario Izzo, and Casey Cerruto, who I'm pretty sure have combined for over 100 RBIs together. This is such a good final. And it's funny, all four finals, obviously the double L one is lower seeds, but it's great because it's two athletic teams and, and all the history of those two programs. But every other final, it's just like heavy hitters coming in and I love it. Like these games can't be more exciting on paper anyway. Yeah. I, it's going to be, you know, St. Paul is their ace. I believe it's Foley uh, should be ready to go. But Saint and I think Paul, we have all state kids in every game. I mean, kids that are at least potentially all state. Yeah. But St. Paul, it's, you know, quick go back to their semifinal. It was four, nothing in the third. I left because I, I went to Palmer mm-hmm. and then they had the thunder delay. And so I'm sitting at I'm sitting at Palmer and I'm looking at my phone and Sean Bowley was going to cover the end of that game and the Coggenshaw game. So he gets there. They're in the fourth inning by the time he gets there. They finally get started. And all of a sudden, Immaculate scores six and they go up six four. And I'm like, uh-oh. Like, is this is this gonna happen again to them? And then they came out and scored six runs right back. And I was like, all right, St. St. Paul's got this, but you know, that kind of delay can really screw up, you know, your rhythm, you're sitting for too long, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, they were able to rally, get to the finals, and then kind of – And they had to rally over Hale Ray in the second round. You remember yep. that? That was a walk-off win over Hale Ray. So, St. Paul's had to fight. It was not easy for them to get there. They put up some runs, 17-5, 16-12, but two of those games were very tough. Yes. So, it's, it's a really great Class S final. Uh, they yeah. get the Friday night game, so they're going to have all eyes on them on Friday. Ryan Daniels versus Pascarelli. They're going to be going to college together in two years because Daniels is a junior. Uh, yeah. Pascarelli is going to UConn. Like, you know, they're teammates. Uh, Jeff Jacobs wrote a really good column on on uh, Kobe, Colby, and uh, the softball pitcher for Coggenshog. I don't want to – I don't know yeah. the name, so I don't want to say the wrong name. Uh, they both came back from arm injuries and have their teams in the finals, so that's worth the read. Great story. Uh, yeah, it's 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 exciting. I mean, the the class S game is what we thought it would be. And we get to see, like you said, there are all state players in almost every on every team in this game, whether it's first or second for us or coaches all state. Like there are top players in this state 
going to be fighting for state titles this year. And that's a credit to them. Um, you know, credit to the coaches as well. But it's really it doesn't always work. Players. It does not always work out this way in baseball. Like it does. Sometimes you get some really random matchups in the finals because the team gets hot and then plays another team. But like these, like when you look at all these, if you can't get excited about them, so you're missing something here. Yeah, I mean, go. I don't know if the CIAC sells four packs, but I would buy tickets. Get the four pack. Games. Get the four. If you're a baseball fan in Connecticut, and it's been so long since we've been out watching baseball games. And Palmer, it's supposed to be beautiful this weekend. Palmer is a awesome place with an awesome concession stand, great bleachers. I got I had two chili dogs. I had two chili dogs on uh, on Tuesday. And if you don't want to eat in the stadium, Middletown has a, a, so many options. Downtown Middletown's great if you like go for one game and take a break or whatever. Like, yeah. if you haven't been to Middletown, it's an awesome town. I, I can't say enough about Middletown and about Palmer Field. You and I both love both of those places so oh much and God, yeah i mean and i have spent honestly a ton of time in middle town because the legion is there i go like six straight days every year yeah. <laughs> hang out in middletown for days on end so i i know the place and and really really like it um all right let's make some picks let's start uh, let's start in class, class s? s yeah well let's you know let's go in order of the game so we'll go, go. s double l m and l like it Let's change up. Let's just change up how we're going to do it. Um, um, this is my final. I picked this final. You picked it. Yeah, you got I picked it. You this nailed final, it. Um, and I'm going to stick with my original pick, which is St. Paul. I think I said at the, the first show, I said, you know, it would really depend on what the pitching looks like. Coggenshaw has everybody available. Um, so I really think this game is a coin flip, but I'm going to stick with my original prediction from, you know, two weeks ago, and I'm going to go with St. Paul. It's awesome because of these four games, you and I can each each have three teams that we pick to win. Yeah, which is crazy for baseball. Usually, we are so bad <laughs> at picking the finalists. I am bad. before before the tournament starts, like before yeah. the tournament starts. But we actually have it here, uh, and I I pick St. Paul too. Um, obviously, this game is a toss up. Obviously, Cogginshaw can win the game. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a close game. I wouldn't be surprised if Cogginshaw just rips the ball. And beat St. Paul. I wouldn't be surprised if St. Paul rips the ball and beats Coggenshaw. Um, I think this is going to be a great game. I'm sticking also with my original pick, and I'm, I'm going to go St. Paul, who I had winning this thing yeah. before the tournament. I cannot switch now. No, that's fair. Neither can I. Could I see Coggenshaw win? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, class M. I, I think well, we're no, both double L. Double L. Oh, double L. Sorry, we're, we're going, going order. order games. Yes. Sorry. 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 This. Yeah, I'm like I'm making you go first. I, I was hoping you would say this one to last. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making you go first on this one because I oh, I'm no, still I don't want to pick this game. I like both these teams so much. I like the coaches. I like the kids. I like the athletic directors. I like the fans. Oh man. Oh geez, I am gonna go with Norwalk to get their first ever state title, and it's nothing against West Hill, who I obviously think can win this game. I just think the story is so great. And Norwalk is such an amazing baseball town. And the fact that they've never won a state title, like I was su surprised. And I didn't even realize it until I went to look, you know, as the state tournament started. And it was like, oh my God, Norwalk never won a state championship. Like, so I hate to pick against West Hill, but I'm going to go with, with history and, and go with Norwalk here. You know, I, I was stuck i i don't know who to pick uh, i know who i'm picking now i do want to point out that norwalk has beaten amity they no hit them and then they beat 
three FCAC teams to get to the finals. They beat New Canaan, they beat yep. Ridgefield, they beat Greenwich. Okay. Yep. Then you look on the other side, you got West Hill, who beat NFA from the ECC. They beat the SEC champs in Fairfield Prep. Uh, they beat Hall, and then they beat McMahon from the FCAC. Now, it's funny. You, you, know, you worked at the Stanford Advocate for a really long time. You have Stanford connections, and you went with Norwalk. I worked at the Norwalk Hour for three years. Uh, you know, I, I covered Pete Tucci's teams the last time they went to the semifinals. I've known Ryan when he was a young coach on both baseball and football. But I'm going to go with West Hill. I'm going to go with the Vikings, with Macho Man Randy Savage. I know little of wrestling. Uh, the Rock, that's a thing. Um, he's, I smell what he's cooking or whatever it is. Um, so I'm going to go with West Hill. I just, you know, this is a team that I saw against Staples, and they were really bad in that game. Um, they had come off the city championship. And the fact that they've done a complete 180 like this, to make a run to the finals. I think it's so special. Uh, and I think, I think this is going to be a one run game. You know, maybe West Hill puts up seven Norwalk comes back with six in an inning or, you know, Norwalk's going to put up five West Hill will come back with seven in an inning, something like that. Like it's going to be one of those. Yeah. Games. And I can see uh, that. I could definitely see this being an absolute slugfest. Slugfest. So I, I'm going to go with West Hill. I love it. I mean, I, I won't be unhappy with either team winning this. I mean, they, I, I, I really, really, and I mean this, and, and the coaches know this. I mean, I really like both these programs and, and all the kids there and everything. And, and the West Hill kids actually shouted out high and tight from their bus. They pulled into the <laughs> FCX Tuesday. They saw me getting out of my car. They said, shout out high and tight. <laughs> so I should have picked them based on that. But I'll go Norwalk. You go West Hill. I like when we have it uh, We have it different. We have it a little different. We could put something on the line here. Uh, I think we're going to be different. In, uh, oh, no, we're going to M next. M we're next. going to M next. Um, East Catholic, Northwestern. I picked East Catholic at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the tournament. Um, I could have picked them at the beginning of the year if we did it. But, uh, you know, I think – their run to the championship was the hardest on paper. Um, they got through the SWC champs. They got through Watertown, uh, Waterford, who is a top five team for most of the year for us. Um, I think that top bracket of the M was really hard. Um, yep. So I think I'm going to go with these guys. Look, they have Frankie Mazzucato. This isn't a knock on Northwestern. This isn't a Northwestern's not good. Northwestern is very good. It's a great program. This is their third state championship appearance since I believe 2014. They went in 14, lost to St. Joe's. They went in 16, I believe, and they lost to Wolkett on like a game-winning home run. Like, this is a great program. And, you know, they're just running into a generational talent in Frankie Mazzucato. And I'm I'm, I, you know, that kind of stinks for them, but you know, I'm, I'm not going to shy away. I'm not sorry. I mean, sorry, but <laughs> yeah, sorry. You're just facing Frank Mazzucato and he's a generational talent and you know, it's yeah. going to be, it's going to be great. You know, who the heck knows what's going to happen, right? We don't know. We know, but we, when you see like teams come along in sports, high school sports once in a while, that kind of transcend everything. And East Catholic sort of feels that way this year. Yeah. They have Frankie, who we've talked about a million times, but they also have such a good team around him. Like, they're obviously not a one-man show. They're putting up yeah. a ton of runs. 
their other pitchers are pitching well. Like, so it's not just like, oh, we have to deal with Frankie. And we also have to deal with this lineup. And if Frankie something for some reason has to come out of the game, they have other guys that can come in and pitch. Look, if Northwestern wins, it's the best story of the year. I, I just – I cannot pick against East Catholic. I picked them to win the championship when the tournament started, and there's no way I'm changing now. So Agreed. Hey, Northwestern, go go for it. Shake it all up. I, I would be all for that. But um, East Catholic is, is, is on to something special this year, and if they finish as undefeated state champs, that's pretty incredible. It's yeah. pretty incredible. Absolutely. Because baseball – Frankie's not pitching every game all season, so I don't want to hear about that. Like – Going undefeated in the baseball season is really hard. Yep. Really, really hard because of all the random stuff that could happen. Absolutely. So East Catholic. East yeah. Catholic for me. All right. Now we're going to go to the L game. Um, Daniel Hand, Berlin, the one and two seeds. Um, and it's teams we, we both picked before the tournament. We both picked before the tournament. You know, I know how much Berlin loves me um, up there. Uh, it was kind of funny. I was seeing a couple of the parents after the game. They're like, I can't believe you picked us one uh, – one, one dad was telling me that he was working in his basement and he was like doing some like woodwork or whatever. And like when I, he was listening to the show and he, I picked them and he was like, he like yelled. And I guess like someone came downstairs and was like, are you okay? And he's like, he, he picked us. He picked us. He never picks us. We're going to lose. Uh, <laughs> That's a great reputation you have. <laughs> I literally like I walk around. I was walking around Palmer, and I'm like, like people are like looking at me because I'm like running around in the middle of the game, and I'm like, some of these people either hate me or they like me. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Well, first of all, nobody should be hating you. Like no, you're not know, picking not, against their team. Yeah. Or the team for any reason. But I was like, you know, but, I'm walking yeah, by. Like, I, I know oh, this guy. This guy hates Berlin. Apparently, uh, I don't hate anybody. I don't hate any school. But it's it's a funny little uh, little shtick. That 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 I've been doing since 2019 with Berlin baseball, but man, they are good. They they can hit. They can pound the ball. Um, you know, and hand can can hit too. But they're gonna okay. have to do it. You know, hand has gone from 13 runs to nine runs to five runs to two runs. Now they played better teams each way, and this yeah, might be the best good. team that they're gonna face in the tournament. Um, you know, they're going to need the top of the lineup. They're going to need Colin Telford to get on base. They're going to need Anthony DePino to keep hitting the ball like he is. They're going to need Jack Perot to continue to hit the ball. Danny Weinstein, who's their four hitters, he's got like four walk-off hits this year. Avon intentionally walked him twice in extra innings to load the, to, to, to load the bases. They did not want to um, face him. Yeah. Um, so yeah. they got guys they have to hit. Um. You know, Are you got, sticking with hand? Are you yeah, sticking with I'm hand? 100% sticking with hand. Okay. I them at the beginning. It sounds like you're hedging a little. So I'm, I'm not, not hedging. I'm not hedging. I'm just saying they need they need the bats need to wake up for the Tigers. I think they will. Um, but Berlin can hit, and that's what they did against Lyman Hall. They had a big seven run inning, and that's really hard to come back from in the tournament. That said, Daniel Hands is still the same team that was two outs away from getting run rule ten nothing and came back and won 11-10. So. You know, this team can fight. They play well from behind if they get behind. I'm sticking with my bet. Daniel Hand, in their first state championship game ever in baseball, is going to win the Class L title. Yeah. Uh, I picked Berlin before the tournament. I'm sticking with Berlin. Uh, they had shutouts. They hadn't allowed a run in the first three games of the tournament. Uh, they gave up five to Lyman Hall, but 
you know, they were in control of that game. Um, I think that Berlin comes back and, and wins this. Um, again, a game that could just go either way, a game that is so great on paper, you know, four combined losses between the two teams, two teams that are probably deserving of top 10 votes. Hand obviously has been near the top of the poll the whole year. Um, and I would think if they win and these Catholic loses, that they would get a, a lot of love for number one overall um, would be my guess. I think you would probably agree with that too. If East Catholic happened to go down, that hand would be the next one to to have the chance at number one, right? Yeah. I mean, in theory, yes. Um, but I think it really depends on how these games go. I, I, you know, look, the double L teams have a lot of losses uh, in the regular season, but. But winning double L means something. Yeah. And that's the heart, you know, you could argue that's the hardest one to win. And it, it, it is the hardest one to win. I, I, there's not an argument because from the first round on, you are challenged with a really good game. Yeah. And that's it. And especially for these two teams that were on the road for their first games. Yep. Norwalk beat Amity. Norwalk went to Amity and beat Amity. Yep. You know, West Hill drove all the way across the state and beat NFA and then beat Prep on the road. Yeah. So, and the, 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 the records are not great, but they also played in the FC. Like I was saying to someone last night, I said, if West Hill played in a different conference, they probably have two losses. Yeah. But they play in the FCAC where they're playing really good teams almost every game. Yeah. And we've, Amity has won, has been the number one team with seven losses before. Like, so it, it could happen. Absolutely. It, it, if East Catholic goes down, um, it could be. I, if East Catholic loses, if, I think we might see a split of votes between the winner of L and the winner of double L. I, I think really that's fair. Think so. and, and this is all is if East Catholic loses. Because I think we both agree that if East Catholic, if East Catholic wins, they stay number one. Yeah, I There's mean, they no were question. The, they they're were the undefeated. Unanimous, they were the unanimous number one heading into the state tournament. Yes, and, and they're un, you know, they and haven't unbeaten. done anything. They haven't done anything to not have that. But if they were to go down. I think there's 14 people who vote in the poll. I could see a split. I could see a 7-7 split, and it's going to come down to where else they're ranked after that. Do you think that includes Berlin? So if Berlin wins L, do you think they get votes for number one? I think they do. I think they yeah. do. And, and what about uh, St. Paul or Cognitschalk? Do they get any votes for number one? I don't Class I don't, S, very tough. You don't, I, yeah, you S, don't normally get number one votes. S doesn't get a lot of love. It's also an NVL conference and a shoreline conference. And I think that might not help them with the voters. Um, but, you know, look, I'll be honest. If East Catholic loses and hand wins, I'll probably vote hand one. Um, if East Catholic loses and Berlin wins and one of the double L schools, you know, whoever wins double L, like that's going to be hard. And like, you know, just because Hand has been the top team all year um, and they've had number one votes, I voted them number one um, for a majority of this season. I think they're an unbelievable team. So they would get my first place vote if they win L and East Catholic loses. But I think if Berlin wins, I think it's up in the air. If Berlin wins and East Catholic loses M, I think it is right. I think it's you throw it up and you just see who's going to vote where. And then it goes to who's performance was more dominating who had a better run i mean if norwalk win, if he's again this is all if he's catholic loses but if norwalk right. wins double l four out of five wins are against fcac teams which is the best baseball conference this year mm -hmm. 
How do you not vote and, Norwalk and, number and, one? And the other and the and the other win is Amity. Yeah. I mean, he how do you not, the top five how do you not vote for Norwalk? Right. If if again, if East Catholic loses and you know and Norwalk wins, like they beat four of the best team, they beat four teams from the best conference, and they beat Amity. Yep. No hit Amity. You know, yes. it's it could it could turn into utter chaos. Yeah, it could. Again, and if East Catholic wins, then this conversation this conversation means nothing. So then, just doesn't delete, matter. <laughs> just delete the end of this po- podcast if they win. Right. Uh, but listen, we are excited for the games this weekend. Um, we will be back on Monday to recap the season. Hopefully, have some of the winning coaches on I, talk I, to I, us. If you got that's coach, always fun. Coaches, whoever wins, prepare to speak to me after the game. We will set up a time on Monday. We would love to get all four four, four coaches. Back on again for a nice action-packed two-hour episode. Maybe we'll get a couple of kids on. If we're Zooming, if we're doing Zoom, and, you know, most of these kids are out of school anyway, we get the coach and a player on. We'll have a little Brady Bunch screen. Do it. I'm in. Um, so we're almost there. Home stretch now. Uh, the crazy, crazy part of these tournaments is over, and now it's kind of the fun. You know, the championship yeah. games, you know, you just focus on two teams in each class. And let's go. Like, and I really uh, honestly believe in all the years I've been doing this, that these are the best four matchups that I've seen, like all four, you know what I mean? Like we've had some great matchups in a certain class here or there, but these four really, really stand out to me as just being awesome matchups. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Sounds good. All right. All right. For Pete, I'm Scott. We will see you Monday on high and tight. Later.